Welcome to the Higher Ed Podcast, where we explore the latest developments and emerging trends in the world of higher education. Our podcast features in-depth discussions with the industry's leading experts, providing valuable insights and actionable advice for academic leaders and executives. From designing impactful universities and establishing strong brand identities for colleges to delivering exceptional student services, we cover it all. Join us as we reimagine the future of higher education one episode at a time. Welcome back for another episode of the Higher Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Kamar D. Jarnett, flying solo again today. Liz is still with us. She is, but she's just been running around consulting. And she's been on vacation and everything else. So I'm doing the best I can. Got a, a great guest today, old colleague, uh, Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Before I say it, because I want to make sure, is there a doctor there? Yep. There right, is. Well, I want to make sure I say it. Okay. I, I, I thought it was, I, I, but I got you coming up. It's just Brian. All right. I thought so. All right. Um, the legendary Dr. <laughs> Brian Stark, could you please introduce yourself to the audience, my friend? I sure can. Um, my name is Dr. Brian Stark, and I am the uh, Associate Dean of Dual Credit at Southeast Community College in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, this is my 20th year in higher education, and it feels like yesterday, like you blink and time just goes on. But um, I've been in higher education most of my professional career and absolutely love it. And I love the space that I'm in at the community college, um, what it uh, stands for, as well as the program that we oversee, uh, which is the Southeast Nebraska Career Academy Partnership. <clears throat> and what that is is we partner with all public and parochial schools in the 15 county area in Southeast Nebraska, offering dual credit courses to high school students to get a jump start into college. So it's a wonderful program uh, and uh, students received a reduced uh, tuition fee for the program, uh, 65% off of their tuition. So it comes out to just over $42 a credit hour. So it's an amazing feature uh, to help students get a jump start on their future education educational endeavors. Absolutely. Okay. I, I definitely want to get into the dual credit, but I, I love if you could maybe just share kind of your origin story, you know, uh, love to hear that was, was, was higher ed intentional? Was it an accident? You know, uh, so many of us kind of, you know, get into the space kind of in so many different ways. Definitely. Uh, and that's a great question. Cause I have a highly unique story about that. Um, growing up, um, <clears throat> I'm the second of, of two children and my older brother is 14 months older than me and he was a dwarf. Um, and so he had a, a slight learning disability, nothing that he couldn't overcome because he's very uh, courageous and, and very persistent. Um, but since I was a year behind him in school, um, we kind of learned everything together. And uh, sometimes we would roll reverse and I would help him with some of the subject matter, even though I was a year younger. And I always had a passion for teaching and education from an early age of you know, kindergarten, first, second grade. So I I feel I was one of the lucky ones that knew early on that I wanted to be in education, helping others oh, yeah. um, achieve their academic uh, endeavors. Um, as we grew up, we complemented each other very well for a lot of reasons. I'm 6'4", and he's 4'2", so <laughs> uh, we balanced out very well. Sure. Uh, but um, I was always the academic, and he was the hands-on person. And so we both achieved our dreams. We just went separate routes. He went the community college route. I went the four-year route and both have very successful careers and lives. And so um, 
uh, it definitely guided me as as I went on into um, higher education, get my master's and my doctorate and whatnot. And so absolutely love it. And um, I would say my passion is the same as it was 20 years ago, and hopefully it will be in 20 years from now. Nice, nice. No, that's awesome. So what, what's, you know, when you talk about this dual credit, right, it, you know, I'm hearing more and more about it, right? Why do you think it's catching on? And, and what's so important about it, you know, not only from, uh, you know, the higher ed perspective, but also from the candidate or the student that elects to do it? I think that it's, it's continuing to pick up steam. Um, it's really been a movement of the last 15 or 20 years. Um, our program is 16 years old, so it fits right in that mold. Um, because of the fact that we uh, understand and realize that high school students have the ability um, to take college level courses at an earlier age and get a jump start on their academic achievement from the school perspective, um, it helps students um, identify where they want to go early on after they want to go to a two-year or four-year institution. Um, so it helps with that as well. And then lastly, um, we're in a post-COVID world. The great resignation has happened and we need um, the workforce at an earlier, younger age. And this helps identify those workers. Um, I'm very blessed that in the institution that we're at, um, at Southeast Community College, that <clears throat> our Board of Governors is allowing high school students to simultaneously graduate with a college certificate and and or diploma mm. at the same time as their high school diploma. So they can enter the workforce with college credentials or continue um, with college credentials and the workforce at the same time. So um, they're giving us, giving future generations, excuse me, a better opportunity um, than we may have had when we were growing up. It was very much of a four-year um, requirement, and that's what mm -hmm. we were ingrained with, and that's really changed. The technical and trades are a lot of what our um, workforce is needing, we, you know, whether it's a CDL instructor or CDL um, driver or welding, uh, plumbing, a, a H, uh, HVAC, et cetera. So it's just so much needed um, in those technical and trade areas as well as even those wanting the liberal arts, they can get a jump start on that as well. Nice. So uh, from the high school perspective, was it easy to get them on board or was it was it tough at first? And then did, did the pandemic ex expedite this at all in terms of how it caught on? Um, so I'm the second person in this position. My predecessor created the program. Um, and Dr. Randy Nelson um, was a, a retired superintendent, you know, to give him a, a little bit of background. So he had connections, which is always wonderful. And so when I uh, came to the program three years ago, we were not at 100% engagement in the 15 county area. Um, and so I looked for the gaps um, and opportunities within the 15 county service area and address those next. Um, so we had a couple public schools, all the parochial schools. Um, the uh, setup that was started 16 years ago, we've walked away from it just because time has changed uh, things and how they were members. But now uh, membership is free to be part of SENCAP. And so nice. um, you, you can't beat free. We right. basically want to help all students, whether they're homeschool students, parochial uh, school students, public school students um, in the 15 county area. And so um, we feel it's important. We have 64 high schools that we serve along with our homeschool associations and homeschools. And between um, our sister department that is here in Lincoln, which is the Career Academy, 
we have about 3,000 students. So it's a pretty substantial amount of the college. Um, and to answer your second part of your question, I think COVID has escalated and increased the focus on this because of the great resignation. The baby boomers um, are retiring in mass numbers never seen before. And so they need that workforce. And that's what dual credit is here for, is to help fill in those gaps. And I'm here to tell you, <laughs> right. uh, it's not happening quick enough. Uh, and there's nothing we can do about it other than uh, just preparing them as much as we can for the workforce so they can enter at will when they're able to, whether it's right after high school or whether they need some additional college um, at a community college or whatnot. So, no, nice. When when you, so the, you talked about it's discounted rate for high school. Is there any reason why? Because I, I could see that could be alluring. Yes, it's, it's very alluring. Um, we've always sent a 50% scholarship. A lot of schools do do uh, a substantial deduction. Um, but thankfully, uh, the Nebraska legislature uh, approved LB 1014, uh, which was a bill that was approved to give monies just to the six community colleges in the state of Nebraska, reducing tuition even further um, for the 22, 23 year, all the way to 25, 20, excuse me, 24, 25 years. So three year plan. And so we're actually giving 65% off now. Um, so college credit is down to 42.35 per credit hour. So three credit class um, is just under $130. Um, I would kill for $130 <laughs> college 27 years ago. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> nice. So, so I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. So when you when you think about, you know, kind of, you know, college, right, and taking on that challenge from a student perspective, a lot of times your two, you know, kind of major concerns are time and the finance, you know, cost, right? And it seems like with dual enrollment, and then I know you're passionate about the community college experience, period. It seems like you're kind of really you know, I'm, I'm not going to say eliminate, but really, you know, putting a dent in those two obstacles to make it easier for, for students, you know, to kind of make that decision and get things done. Definitely. And then on top of it, um, if students uh, do have a challenge, which we recognize, we have a very diverse socioeconomic um, student scale um, sure. that we offer something called Learn to Dream. And what that yeah. is, is our foundation at SCC that is operated by Michelle Burkle um, is able to come in and meet with uh, school partners and say, okay, we can cover a little bit of the remaining um, uh, tuition if you'll cover the other half. And mm. so that is one of our goals is trying to uh, support students in any way that there's no obstacle for them not to take dual credit. Um, so depending on their student's background, if they're on free and reduced lunch, which is what Learn to Dream focuses on, uh, we can assist them in that way as well. Um, and so we want to make sure that there's no obstacle whatsoever um, withholding these students from their college dreams. Nice, nice. Okay. So let's explore your passion for, you know, community colleges a bit more, right? Why are you so passionate about them? Why do you think it's, you know, a really great experience and opportunity for students? Um, the great thing about community colleges is, um, who they serve. Um, unlike uh, four-year institutions, which have a selection process, community colleges open at, uh, access. Sure. So anybody has the ability to attend a community college and they fill the needs that a four-year institution does not fill. 
Um, for example, continuing education is a huge gap. Uh, we're lifelong learners and they can take college credit or excuse me, non-credit classes, you know, whether they want to do something in culinary, which is one of our leisure learning classes, um, driver's ed, behind the wheel of other trainings, whether it's school bus or CDL. Um, they can also uh, explore um, something maybe they want just additional college credit in, you know, a certificate, uh, which is usually 15 credits or less in that area um, where they don't want to um, go for a full four-year degree. They don't need the four full-year degree and our workforce isn't demanding a four full-year degree. Um, and then on top of it, our tuition is supported by taxpayer dollars, um, by state aid um, and whatnot. So we're substantially less than a university or four-year school that um, relies heavily on those tuition dollars. We can do it at a, a fraction of the rate. So. No, I love it. I love it. And it seems like, you know, listening to you talk, you've kind of got the whole, you know, gambit in your mind in terms of how you think about it, right? High school training, uh, low cost, community college. But then you're also thinking, and even just by the programs you're mentioning, you know, what happens when you finish with this education, right? And putting people to work. Can, can we unpack that a little bit too? Because I mean, sure. you, you kind of nailed that part of it. Sure. So one of the um, unique parts of our program is the fact that we also offer a pre-complementary portfolio for high school students. So what that means is um, if they enroll in a dual credit class, they can take the complementary portfolio, which is career exploration. So they know they need to take college classes to explore some of their careers, but they don't know what. So this portfolio allows for career exploration. They do, they take the Clifton Strengths Finder and how to utilize that. They'll do some job shadows. They'll do some um, job observations, uh, field trips, et cetera, uh, by some of our facilitators that we um, have in our department. And it is highly unique. In fact, it is so unique. Um, I sent out a note to NASIP, which is the National Alliance of Concurrent Enrollment Partnerships, uh, which has over 1,100 colleges and community colleges throughout the country asking for other models. And there was no response. Um, nobody has a model like us in the country. Um, I bet there's some that might be close, but it just shows the uniqueness of what we're doing and the um, the need for this program that it's even hard to duplicate because of the wonderful support we do have in Southeast Nebraska and within our community college. Um, our, our dean over the program, our vice president, our president all understand the importance of the program and these additional features that are unique to us. Are you struggling to scale your student prospects? Well, look no further than Engine Systems. Our BPO lead generation service is specifically designed to help you generate qualified student prospects, increase enrollments, and provide your team with a stress-free experience. Partnering with us is a breeze. We offer rapid deployment, a fixed cost structure, and seamless scalability that won't impact your internal systems. We take care of the entire prospect generation process offer growth strategies and resources, and have a proven track record of delivering impressive results. But best of all, there are no costs unless a student is admitted. So why wait to become a leader in student recruitment? Contact us today to learn more about how we can help you scale your student prospects and achieve your enrollment goals. With Engine Systems, you've found your solution to student prospect scaling. With this advent, 
I'm curious of where you see higher ed in the next 10, 15 years. What does it look like? I I think higher ed is evolving. Um, uh, definitely, there's a student loan crisis and don't want to get it too far into that, but there's yeah. definitely a crisis. Sure. Um, and so we're looking for different ways to pay for college um, for student support so they can be successful and not walk out paying a hundred or $200,000 in loans that they may pay after their professional career or more, depending how much loans they have. And so um, finding ways that employers can pay for the training that they want or they see that matches with uh, a community college program um, or that can be done at the dual credit level um, before they even get to the employer, just so there's ways to reduce that tuition or minimize that tuition uh, is is probably the way that we are headed in the future. Um, I think the the Zennials, uh, as my understanding, <laughs> the new pro, uh, the new generation is sees the the tuition challenge, and they're trying to figure out how to overcome it. And the baby boomers and now uh, Gen Xers and Millennials are realizing, hey, we can't pass this burden on anymore. As far as these huge um, financial crises, as as far as um, education is concerned, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, how does AI play into all of this? <laughs> um, we do not use a lot of AI at, at our level, but it is coming sure. uh, without a doubt. Um, so I would say um, definitely uh, keeping authentic assessment is is key to trying to outsmart AI, but that's even becoming a challenge. So um the great thing about our dual credit program is over 50% of our classes are taught in person. So it kind mm -hmm. of goes around the AI challenge because they yep. do in person. Um, uh, we have about five via Zoom, and then the other 45% is roughly online. So um, having um, those challenges, knowing that 50% does have an online modality or capability, um, we do always have to think about what is coming and how we can do that, whether it's tech, test proctoring or um, learning to um, be ahead of AI at, at all costs. Um, so we still have authentic, genuine degrees of what we're awarding our students. So, No, absolutely. So it seems like, you know, from everything I'm hearing, you know, marketability, you know, the outcome, the job at the end is important. You know, how do you kind of go about, you know, selecting, you know, which programs to offer? You know, how are you knowing, you know, what's hot? Because a lot of these programs you talked about, AI is not going to be able to eliminate. And if they automate the CDL thing, I still think we got some years before that actually <laughs> happens, right? Definitely. Um, something that I look for is H3. And if you're not familiar with H3, it's high wage, high demand, high ability. Um, and right now, those definitely... Um, encompass a lot of the IT world, healthcare, uh, welding, and transportation are, are some of the top ones. And we do have pathways for students um, in those areas that are prescribed. So take this class followed by this class in a, a certain order or succession. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, um, now leading to credentials, which we're going to call credential pathways, um, allowing students to take um, certain things that will help guide them um, that AI will never be able to to look at. So nice, nice. Okay, all right. Well, listen, I I think that's a perfect place to end it. Um, I, I love what you're doing. 
Um, and, you know, for me, it's always been important. What's the outcome, right? You know, people, you know, some people are going to school, you know, just to learn, but I would say a high you know, percentage of them really want to be able to earn for their families once they get out. Um, the last question I've asked you, because I know you've kind of done the whole gambit online to now more of this, you know, what we just talked about 50%, you know, person to person instructor, how do you navigate that? Um, you know, going from I guess one extreme to the to the other. Um, I, I would say COVID has helped us understand the best of both worlds. Sure. Um, and so how to navigate uh what we've done for the last couple of decades and what we've done for the last two or three years and blending them. Yep. Uh, and that's what we do on on a regular basis now. Um figure, figuring out what's the best needs and interests of the students as well as the institution and blending those as you move forward. Uh, one of the great things about our program is we do that on a regular basis as well. Um, for example, COVID pushed us to do all online registration within dual credit, which is wonderful. And so we actually have a team of individuals who go out to all the high schools on a routine basis, um, guiding them with the registration application process. But now we have the opportunity to say we can do it in person. Or guess what? If it's an inclement weather or for whatever reason, we can't come to your school that day. We can do it via Zoom or online. So it, it really has kind of helped blend the best of both worlds and figure out what's, what best practices we want to uh, adopt long term and what best practices we can retire and say this worked for a while, but it no longer works anymore. Absolutely. OK, well, how can our audience contact you if they need some tips or insight? You got social media, Instagram, TikTok. Mm -hmm. So um, we do not have TikTok or anything, <laughs> uh, probably at some point in the near future, but I would definitely encourage you to check out southeast.edu, go under dual credit under the academics tab. You can learn more about CENCAP and TCA, which is the Career Academy, which is our sister department. Uh, you're welcome to contact me at my email, B as in boy, S-T-A-R-K at southeast.edu. Um, I'm always willing to help um, and share best practices with colleagues and whatnot in the community. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate you, my friend. If you guys need any help with marketing and enrollment, you know who to call. We got a team Definitely. full of enrollers. But uh, keep up the great work, man. Sounds fun, man. Sounds real fun. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Higher Ed Podcast. To learn more about the topics covered in this episode, please visit engine.systems. Be sure to join us again next week and every week thereafter for more cutting-edge insights and practical advice to help you stay ahead in the dynamic world of higher education. Music